What's going on guys? Welcome back to the channel. Your boy Tavares here. Another episode won't make it too long, but I do want to say for those who are always rocking with us, despite the inconsistency, despite not having the time to post and be the cute social media influencers and a uh, couple goals. Now nah, we're not that. Hope to be that someday, <laughs> but Safa and I are just busy right in the middle of working kids school nursing school is absolutely slaughtering me if you are listening to this episode send up as much prayers as you can get as long as you're talking to jesus because if you're talking to your horoscope you and your horoscope couldn't do bad all by yourself but i'm gonna need you to talk to jesus for me uh but guys i love you for those who are rocking with us despite all of the inconsistency be sure to grab yourself a Godly Dating 101 book for yourself, for your friend, for somebody in your church, somebody at your school. It doesn't matter who you're getting it for. Everybody needs to have healthy relationships or heal from broken relationships. So I believe this book is an amazing resource. The link is in the description box. But today's episode, I'll probably try to keep you guys shortly. You know, I want you guys to, to hear my heart because I'm not organized. Typically, I try to have all my verses, my ducks in a row and all those things. But just a few things that, you know, I felt laid on my heart to make an episode about. Um, and as you can see from the title, I'm talking about people not understanding the calling God has for you. And you might think I'm just, for one, I want to be clear. I do not like podcasting solely about dating because God just, I, I, I know what I'm called to do. And it's not just talking about relationships. You know, God wants me to teach his word. He wants me to preach his gospel. He wants me to help people. But I want us to understand that this does go in line with dating as well, because a lot of you are trying to get into relationships with people who don't understand your convictions. You're trying to get into relationship, relationships with people who they don't have the same mindset as you. Or I just spoke to um, a woman recently, I believe this woman, um, maybe mid-30s, possibly even 40, I don't know. Uh, but they were talking about being a single parent. You know, it's difficult trying to find somebody with the same godly mindset because, you know, a lot of people aren't necessarily, even if they are in church, probably aren't trying to live a godly life. And, you know, I, I ain't trying to stir up no stir up no no controversy this early in the episode, but we know it's true. Um, but I want you to understand that when you know who you are, you can't just settle. So that's the thing. I want us to get these verses in our head, you know, because these verses came to mind and it just had my mind going. So we're just going to see where where God takes us in these episodes. But 1 Peter 4, 1 through 5, it says, So then, since Christ suffered physical pain, you must arm yourselves with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. You won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of God. Not many of us are anxious to do God's will. <laughs> We're anxious to get married. But verse three, you have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy, their immorality and lust, their feasting and drunkenness and wild parties and their terrible worship of idols. Of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things they do. So they slander you. But remember that they will have to face God who stands ready to judge everyone, both the living and the dead. First Peter 4 verses 1 through 5 is kind of where I want to draw this episode from. And I say that because a lot of times we are so frustrated in our walk with God because we want people to understand or view things our same way when they aren't living our same lifestyle. 
we want unsaved people to have the same convictions as us. We we want to date somebody that's in the world, and then we want to get frustrated when they don't want to wait to have sex, wait for marriage to have sex. We're, we're, we're mad that we're in an unequally yoked relationship with someone who doesn't want to be godly. Or we're mad when we meet somebody in the church who isn't living for God, and they want to do all kind of um, reckless behavior. But you have to understand that some people do not understand your convictions. And and that's one of the reasons why I always tell people, do, and I, listen, I might be all over, but catch the gems when you get them. That's why I try to tell people, don't date a new convert. You know, Allow them to grow. Allow them to to develop their walk with God, to be discipled. Because a lot of times you'll get into a relationship with them. And then if it ends, they might have a bad view of God because of their walk with you. They might view it as though this person is so full of it. Church people are hypocrites. When in reality, it was just you that was the hypocrite. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they might not realize that, no, it, I was just a bad example. That doesn't mean God isn't faithful. Um, but then there's also the flip side where someone is born again yeah, God washes their past away, but their habits haven't died. God forgiven, God has forgiven them of their, their past, but the sinful nature is still there, and we have to still try to crucify that daily. We're all, listen, I don't know how perfect you guys are. I know some very anointed people, and it's like you get around them, and it seems like dude has a halo on him, like, like your skin is glowing. He makes you feel like praying just being around them. Even those people that you have in your life, they have issues that they need God to work on. I know growing up in church, I always used to have certain people on a pedestal feeling like, man, I could never be like that. But we're all striving to live for God. But I want us to understand you're trying to live for God and then you go date somebody who isn't living for God. And now all of a sudden, all of their worldly habits that they haven't gotten rid of yet, you're living up to all of them. Some music that you probably didn't listen to anymore, maybe you're listening to it now, um, you stopped living in fornication, but now you're dating someone who just came out of that. So now you may start indulging in things because they haven't gotten rid of those sins in their life. And I'm not saying a, a person who, a, who's a new convert is just a, a bad person and, you know, horrible, stay away from them. That's not what I'm saying. But you have to pay attention to the fruit. And unfortunately, we don't pay attention to fruit in today's generation. We pay attention to their bank account more than their character. We pay attention to um, how many six-pack abs or body goals or how cute is their Instagram aesthetic? We pay attention to all of the superficial things that may be nice, but they don't get down to the root of who this person is spiritually, emotionally, the, the wounds that they they mask and the insecurities they grab, um, they, they grasp and they've had over all these years. We're not dating and paying attention to any of those things. It's just whoever is a baddie, I need to get with them. And that's one of the issues with society, but not just talking about, this episode isn't just talking about dating new converts, but I want you to understand that when you're dating someone who doesn't have the same mindset as you, you're going in two separate ways. Now, 2 Corinthians um, 6, 14, it tells us, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. So now a, a yoke is something that they would tie around the neck of an animal. Let's think an oxen, you know, a strong animal, and it's plowing at the ground. So if stuff so, so wanted to be in this episode, but I, I ended up having to do it on the go, on the go, because we didn't have any time. But if I was connected, let's just say locking arms, I'm yoked together and I'm holding somebody. And obviously the people that are on YouTube are seeing the visuals and all that. But those who are listening audio, you get what I'm saying? But you're yoked together. If I'm moving forward, I'm, I'm automatically moving that person with me. If I'm moving backward, I'm automatically moving that person with me because I'm connected. The, the yoke that they had around the oxen would be something that's like a wooden beam, 
sometimes even metal that could be locked around the animal's neck. So the animal is physically unable to move unless it moves the animal that's with them. I want you to understand what I'm saying. They had to put the animals of the same type of stature. You couldn't have a horse and a turtle yoked together. It's, it, it's not only physically impossible, but it's absolute, absolutely absurd. It's, 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 it makes zero sense whatsoever to yoke together two animals of different size, statures, and different species because they're not going to move the same. And that's the reason when Paul says, don't be yoked together with an unbeliever. He's not saying unbelievers are just, ah, well, you know, they're better, they're worse than people in the church. Because some of us in the church need a whole lot more work than we care to admit. You know what I mean? But Paul is saying, you guys are going in two separate directions. Paul didn't say, you know, just don't be unequally yoked together. But he also went on to say, what fellowship has light with darkness? Or what communion has God with the, with, with the works of the devil? So he made it clear that the relationship that you are going to be in, you have to be yoked together with somebody with the same mindset. Because if you have the same mindset, you're going the same direction. So now when you're yoked together with somebody who who doesn't have that same view as you, you're going to constantly be frustrated when you're plowing, you're working, or you're praying, or you're studying, or you're fasting, whatever it is that oxen was told to do. It's going to be frustrated when the next animal can't move, when the next animal is too tired because it doesn't have the same amount of strength as that one. So you see that that was a huge issue where the animals had to be yoked together to get the work done together. So when God is calling you to be in a relationship, your relationship has to be something that you both are helping one another fulfill your calling. You're helping one another fulfill who you're called to be. You're helping one another be who God has called you to be, get closer towards him. You're helping that person not be who they were yesterday. Unfortunately, many of us are dating people that are bringing us back to who we were before God changed our lives. Many of us were dating people, were pursuing people, were entertaining people that they have nothing good to do with us. But man, but, but they just arouse me sexually. That's the problem. We're getting into relationships based off who's exciting us sexually and not who's helping us spiritually. Ooh, so, hey, if y'all listening, y'all should tweet that or message that to me so I can remember to put this in a reel or something. But I want us to understand God wants us to focus on being in a relationship that helps you spiritually. So now back to Peter. Peter is saying, you, you won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of God. We should be anxious now to do the will of God now that we're Christians. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming so because most people... They automatically get turned off by the title of our podcast or even the content of our podcast, you know, but I'm assuming you're desiring to be closer towards God. Maybe this is your first episode. Um, I hope I challenge you um, to dig deeper into God's word for yourself, not to look up to me. I'm not your example. Jesus is. But I want us to understand what Peter was saying. Verse three says, you have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy, their immorality and lust, their feasting and drunkenness and wild parties and their terrible worship of idols. So that's where I need to pause. Because God was, God, you know, I felt like God was, you know, present some on my heart because we could read that verse. I want you guys, please don't just listen to the podcast and never, never stop it to pray. Never stop it to, God, is he talking to me? God, are you trying to are you trying to minister to me? I want you want you to search yourself when I say this. But 1 Peter 4 and 3 says, You had enough 
in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy. So my question to you is the question God was asking me. Did you have enough of the sin that that the people in the world are doing? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Because truth be told, a lot of church people, we feel like we're missing something. And I think that's I think that's a, a huge problem. And I'm not saying avoid your friends. Jesus did connect to people in order to witness to them, not to hang out with them in order to witness to them, to help them find salvation, forgiveness of sins. But do you believe you had enough of sin in the past, or do you believe you need to continue going after it? And I have to ask that because we can't be living for God and trying to hold on to what's behind us. The more we try to hold on to what's behind us is the more we get tripped up. Imagine driving on the highway, you're on I-75, 441, 95, whatever you are in the world, you're driving on the highway, and you look over at the car beside you. Because you know y'all look over when the person can't drive and they cut you off and then they go slow. You know, when you look at them, it's like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, do they look as foolish as they drive? But imagine you look over at the car beside you and dude is driving like this. With his head turned to the rear view mirror, not even looking ahead. Immediately, you're going to jam your brakes and assume this guy's going to cause an accident immediately you're going to get the impression that this person is not paying attention on the road. You're going to be afraid for what's going to happen to them, what's going to happen to the people around them. But yet every Christian that is chasing after sin and thinking we can chase after Christ, that's what we're doing. We're looking behind us while trying to drive forward. We're trying to go to heaven, but we refuse to let go of hell. We're trying to have a godly marriage, but refuse to let go of fornication. We're trying to have a healthy, godly, sexual um, intimacy with our spouse, but we're addicted to the porn. We're trying to have healing in our marriage, but we won't forgive the person who abused us and mistreated us years ago. That's what God is trying to get us to address. Have you had enough in the past of enjoying the things that godless people enjoy? You know, so that's that's one of the things I was thinking, you know, because I I don't I don't tune people out. I, I don't give people the impression, you know, I'm so holy because I try to find the avenues to witness to people. But we also have to search ourselves and say, but am I trying to pursue after the world or am I trying to pursue after souls? Because a lot of people are there like, oh, he's not saved, but I'll change him. Sis, hey, I tried that. I posted something similar. One of my homies, he responded back and he was just like, bro, I've been there. You know what I mean? Trying to witness to the girl saying, you know, God will do something. And God God does not save her because you think God is going to save her for you. No, God is saving them to get them away from hell, not for you. You know, but we have to be careful not allowing ourselves to chase after what godless people enjoy. And that's the reason why the podcast is saying they don't understand because you used to enjoy these things. So now people are confused. Savaris, hold on. What you mean you you preaching now? Bro, you on a podcast trying to tell people to live for God and be holy? Bro, I remember when we was tequila shots. What you mean? Like, remember, you remember the pictures that we were sending? You you remember the places we were going? You're, you don't remember all the good times we had? That's what 
the enemy will send these people to try to try to get into your ear like that because he wants you to to get the impression that you're missing something. The enemy wants us to feel like we're missing something because if we have it in the back of our head, we're constantly going to try to go back. We're constantly going to try to go back. Now, I brought up that I spoke to an older woman um, recently, but I know a lot of people who've messaged me and they've been in these shoes. I know a lot of people personally see them at church. You see them friends, see family, a lot of people personally who are trying to live for God. And it's like at 20, it was easy, 20 and single. 30 is a little bit more difficult, but it's just like, bro, I'm pushing 40. I'm actually not out here being reckless. Where's my spouse? You know, it gets so difficult. You know what I mean? And then what the enemy will tell you to do, listen, man, it's all right. Just go ahead and throw it back a couple of times. You know what I mean? God will forgive. It's all right, man. Just go ahead and compromise just a little bit. God will forgive you. It's all right, man. Is God really going to be mad if the guy isn't saved? I mean, come on. All he got to do is confess out of his mouth that Jesus is Lord. You know what I mean? And he tries to get you to believe all of these foolish lies that, ah, oh, don't work. Don't, don't even think about it. You know, God is going to change them. And he gets you to compromise. You were the person known to, to, you had every female whenever you wanted them. Ladies, you could have pulled any man you wanted before you were saved. And now you're living for God. Your legs are closed. You're modest. And ain't nobody liking your pictures no more. I mean, when you had that thong bikini, you know, and you were out in Barbados living it up, everybody was hitting your inbox and everybody wanted them a piece. But the moment you said, let me put on this church girl skirt, you said, let me get a little modest and button up my cleavage. Now, no guy is pursuing after you. In fact, they're making fun of you. Guys, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Everyone hears about therapy and a lot of times there's a lot of stigmas around it. But every person I've known that's taken the time to invest in this has never regretted it. You know, so if you're a person who feels as though you just need that urge or you just need it to hear someone tell you, I want to suggest better help to you. Therapy is known to be helpful in learning new coping skill and dealing with the things that maybe have been traumatic in your past. You know, and it also helps you to learn how to establish boundaries, which all of us need to learn how to do. So it's going to empower you to be the best version of yourself. And it's not just for those of us who have been in the military, have been deployed, it can be for anyone. So if you're thinking about starting um, therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be completely convenient to you and very flexible. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com godly today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash godly. Now back to the episode. That's what this verse is saying. It says they slander you. First Peter 4 and 4 says they don't understand your walk with God, so now they're slandering you. There go that church boy. Oh, my God. Here she goes. She wants to talk about God again. Oh, my God. All I said was good morning, and she said I'm blessed and highly favored. Like, here she go again. I was telling Safa, you know, and then they do it to troll me because, you know, I don't go in class like preaching or nothing, but they know, people know where I stand. You know what I mean? And people would be in class. They'd be like, what's up, Pastor T? And I'm just like, anybody who know me growing up knows I don't want to be a pastor, you know, because I don't have the patience. But isn't that amazing that God allows us to have a platform where we can inspire and encourage people to seek after God? Because I know I don't deserve it. Listen, you know me personally, you know I'm the last person to deserve a platform. You know what I mean? But it's just the fact that a lot of people are going to start making fun of you because you say Jesus is real. 
listen, when you were out turning it up, you know, and you had a different girl every night and you didn't even know her name when you woke up in the middle of the night, a lot of y'all know about that scenario. Let's be real. Majority of our audience is is at least high school age and we know how high schools are with the perversion they try to feed kids in today's day and age. But I want to say, oh, oh, that's an episode that I have to talk about. I have to explain some nonsense I've been seeing, guys. But I want you to understand that it's okay that people don't understand. It says, of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things they do. So they slander you. But remember, they have to face God is what Peter's reminder is to you. So who stands ready to judge everyone, both the living and the dead? And I want to say that to us because I know of so many people who are so discouraged. It's just like, oh God, um, I've been living for you for how many years? I can't find a spouse. Where's the money? I can't get a decent job. I just failed out of school. My spouse just left me. The kids are sick. Everything is going wrong. It's so easy for you to compromise and go back to what you were doing in the world. You were a dope boy before God saved you, and now you think you need to go back and sell something again in order to pay the bills, rather than realizing that you actually serve Jehovah Jireh. You're starting to put your trust in everything else and feeling like God has forgotten you. But I, I want you to understand that people don't have to understand what God has called you to do. I want you to see something. Let's go way back to the Old Testament and think about Abraham. God gives Abraham a promise and he makes him wait forever for it. And the moment Abraham gets the blessing, God, God gives him a little test. It's like, hey, sacrifice your son, your only son. You know, God, God wants to prove that this man is willing to say, Isaac is not more important than my walk with you, God. And then he tests him. And imagine if Abraham would have told Sarah what he was about to do in the morning. Abraham, boy, if you don't stop talking foolishness, if you touch my baby, I'm going to stab you. Like, you imagine what would have happened if this man would have told somebody else what God told him to do. Imagine Noah... The, uh, the book of Hebrews, I believe, either Hebrews or Peter, calls him a preacher of righteousness. But when you see him in Genesis, I believe that's like six through eight. Or when you see the story of Noah, no one is helping him. There's no one working on this boat or going into this boat other than him and his family. So Noah could have been there preaching, telling people a storm is coming, a, a rain, uh, something we've never seen is coming. And even if they didn't know, they had the opportunity to inquire. If I see a dude building a massive boat outside my house, Bro, what do you know that I don't know? But imagine him trying to explain that to people who probably mocked him, laughed at him, looking at Jesus. Oh, if he's the son of God, he could take himself down. <laughs> um, if he's the son of God, this dude who we just whipped, if he's the son of God, then no. And, and people will constantly mock you. But the Bible says that they didn't realize they were crucifying the Lord of glory because the devil thought he won, but three days he showed them what true victory really meant. You see, people don't understand your calling and our issue. My issue, I believe the reason why God placed this podcast on my heart is because a lot of you are in Samson's shoes. Samson, you know you should not be touching the dead thing, but you're inside of a garden. You're inside a vineyard where you probably shouldn't be because it's against your covenant to eat anything from the vine. So why are you walking near the vine? And yet Samson wants to have this girl so bad, he's willing to give her his secret. There's so many Samsons listening right now. You're compromising where your staff lies. You're compromising your covenant with God for some moments of pleasure, whoever your Delilah is. Now, people will not understand why you're so dedicated. People will not understand why you're so committed. But 
I want you to, uh, I'm going to read this in the, in the New Living Translation because I want this to be very, um, very plain for you. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27, it says, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step and I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Now, all the men, when they hear that, they might immediately know if they watch boxing, UFC, fighting, or they understand that. A lot of ladies probably might not get the concept of shadow boxing. But shadow boxing, you're just beating the air. You're not hitting anybody. You don't see a target. It just looks like you're just, it's just warming up. You're just getting your muscles warm. You're just beating in the air. If you, But Paul said, that's not what I'm doing. I'm not just aimlessly punching. I'm not just aimlessly praying. I'm not fasting for no reason. I'm not going to church all the time for no reason. I'm not praying people, um, praying for people to get the Holy Spirit. I'm not baptizing people in Jesus' name. I'm not doing all this stuff for my health. I'm doing this because I am trying to be disciplined to pursue after God at all costs. Paul said, I will not do all of these things and I myself be disqualified from the race. Now, I know a lot of you believe once saved, always saved, but Paul said in the King James Version, it says, after preaching to others, I myself will be cast away. So I want you to understand we can do so much. And then because we're not walking with God consistently, we're trying to impress people who don't understand our walk with God, who will never understand our walk with God. We're trying to appease them. Not one of my friends, well, I've had somebody ask me, can they curse around me? But no one has ever asked me, can I put homosexuality on your timeline? No one has ever said, um, hey, do you mind if I post a gay pride flag in this, in this room? No one has ever said, hey, do you mind? Hey, hey we, we curse here, man. We're all grown. No one has ever said, do you mind if I smoke in front of you, drink in front of you? People just do whatever they want with their sin, with their lifestyle, with their choices. But the church is supposed to be quiet. We're supposed to ask for permission. Come on, man. The devil is a liar. That's just absolutely ridiculous. You know, so I want us to understand it's necessary for us to, to be bold with where we are. Stop trying to please them. Your, your, your decision to be celibate and abstinent is foreign to them. And that's okay. You will be the example. None of them are going to join you, but they know who to turn to when they need prayer because they always laugh at us until they need prayer. They always mock us until they need prayer. <laughs> it's insane how that works. And then if we if we don't compromise, they laugh at us. But if we do compromise, they're still laughing at us because we turned away from God to be like them. You are a person who came from a, a LGBT lifestyle. They'll immediately cancel you or they'll immediately... I'm saying you're fake if you you say, I don't do that anymore. God changed me. But it's not that you think you're better than them. You're now trying to adhere to what the scriptures say. You're now crucifying your desires and your flesh is what Jesus calls us to do, no matter what they are. Because people think God is stopping um, that crowd from being happy. No, God has also told a heterosexual crowd, those desires need to be crucified. Because it doesn't matter if you're if I'm a guy doing it with eight women. God is seeing sin. You know what I mean? So we need to keep that in mind. But I want you to understand you don't have to do what they're doing in order to be happy or you don't need them to, to uh, reassure you. You know what I mean? If you know God is pleased, then that's all that matters. And these are the verses I want to leave you guys with as we end. 
1 Corinthians 2, 12 through 14, it says, And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Holy Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. I think a lot of our frustration in the church is because we don't read our Bible. You know what I mean? So we don't know something until a pastor says it. But Paul made it clear already. They are not going to understand why you're talking about you're at church on a Wednesday. Why are you midweek service? You at church Sunday night? Bro, we all about to hit the club. What do you mean? You going to, what you mean y'all got a church rally? What is a rally? What are y'all rallying? You know what I mean? It's like, they'll make fun of you for all the things you may do for God. But imagine the joy we get from being in God's presence, which is even free. You know what I mean? And they go spend money chasing a high that ends at the end of the night. And we get a relationship with God that never ends. Because someone once said, if you are an unsaved person, this world is the closest thing you'll get to heaven. But if you are saved, this is the closest you'll ever be to hell. Think about that. God has, God has blessed us so much that what we're seeing now, it doesn't even compare. Romans 8, 18, the persecution and the suffering that we're facing, it doesn't even compare to the glory that we're about to see when we see Jesus. It's insane, you know? But I want to put that on your radar, man, because a lot of you are trying to get people to understand your walk with God. And I want you to know they don't have to understand your walk with God. They may never agree with it. They may mock you from now until the rapture, but it's okay. Keep being an example. I don't want any of you to feel as though God doesn't have a plan for you or that you have to compromise what you believe spiritually in order to find a spouse. That's not true. Golly Dating 101, guys, if you haven't get the book, we're trying to point people back to Jesus in this resource. It's very inexpensive. Go ahead and support the ministry by doing that. Link will be in the description box for all the ways to contact us, whatever you may need. And I love you guys. I appreciate your patience. And hopefully there's an episode next week. But if not, pray for me because it's nursing school and stress. (laughs) Love you guys. Be blessed in Jesus name.